big questions. No answers. See these questions I got on my mind. I'm asking them all the time. Time like traveling through the universe. I'm scrambling these black holes. How does time flow? If I dropped in one, where would I go? Would I come out a hundred years old? Big questions, no answers though. What happens when we dream? Is this world all it seems? I think, therefore I am. All I know is my name is Sam. On the road, child to a man. Do I need a plan? All these questions and more. That's what's in store. How old do you want to live to? Do you want to live until you're a million? Or do you want to live until all your friends and family die? But then, if you're family, maybe you'll always have some family alive. You could see your great 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 grandson and granddaughter and grand Teletubby live. And that would be wild. Maybe we. But then your body's just. Maybe you look like a raisin. Imagine being a million. It all depends on your quality of life. What's the quality of life? What's the meaning of life? My name's Bane. I was born in it. Nailed by it. I didn't say the same thing. Yeah, that was Bane. I'm the master at... What are they called? Accents? No. Impressions. Okay. I'm going to do some impressions. I already did Bane, so I nailed that one. Um, 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 um. Can I, I'll do Shrek. Let me look up some lines. Oh, nice. I like the, the onions. Ogres are like onions. Ogres are like onions. No. Layers. Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. You get it? We both have layers. Layers. Ogres are like onions. Ogres are not like cakes. I need to watch Shrek again. This is fucking golden. Ogres are like onions. End of story. Bye bye. Cause I was standing in line while I was waiting for my coffee and this little person told me I like to eat toffee and ice cream. Yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. Ice cream or frozen yogurt? Frozen yogurt? Big question. No answer. Uh, apples or oranges? You say you can't compare the two. I think you can. I would take an orange any day. A nice, succulent, sweet, ripe orange. Then I'm thinking honey crisp though. Honey crisp apples. You ever had one of those? Phew. They're pretty fire. But no. Orange. Where does the mind go? I'm gonna be like um Deepak Chopra. Um now the mind is an amalgamation of many thoughts and feelings and emotions. And what you are doing is finding a drop of ocean water in that ring of chaos. 
and you are honing in on that drop. And you're asking and probing that drop. What is here? What does it feel like to be this drop? Hmm. Ponder that. Where are you now? Where is your brain? Where is your mind? Where is your conscious energy? Focus. Take a minute and find your breath. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. And there it is. You found it. Good for you. <laughs> just start a meditation series. Just or like Alan Watts. And you know the funny thing about consciousness is no one really knows what it is. It's a mystery, and like all mysteries, they must be explored and examined. For if you leave a mystery unexplored and unexamined, what's the point of having the mystery at all? <laughs> That's pretty good. Look deep within yourself. Ask yourself, where am I from? What is this being that is me? Take a look in the mirror. Is it your physical form? Is that your identity? Is it your mind? Your memories, perhaps? The questions you ask yourself late at night while you're falling asleep but get woken up. These are the questions we must ask ourselves. You are what you do, they say. You are how you poo, I respond. Why do you have to bring it to toiletry games all the time, Samuel? I don't know. It's just where my mind likes to wander. Hey, Conor McGregor. <laughs> yes. What's the job that you would be least... Like, what's the job that they would have to pay you the most to do? Like, the worst job for you. I think, like, opposite personality type for me. I don't know. I'm a people person. I like to be around people. Um, I like to be moving and doing stuff. I don't like to be sitting down by myself in a room. I don't really like violence and confrontation unless it's like fun you know playful um maybe like a policeman don't think I would want to do that or like a soldier or 
Yeah, maybe a soldier, a policeman. I wouldn't want to do that. I mean, as a soldier, not like a s infantry soldier, like shoot 'em up soldier. Maybe if you're in the military and you did like some other shit, like there's a bunch of jobs you could do. I listened to this podcast where literally this entire person's life was restocking vending machines on a um big what are they called? Big ship, big floating, huge aircraft carrier. Like his entire job on the aircraft carrier was to restock the vending machine. So maybe I could probably do that. You get to listen to podcasts, you get to like shoot the shit, free access to snacks whenever you want. So that wouldn't be that bad. But like shooting people, I don't think I would want to do that. I don't know, anywhere, any something, any something, blah, blah, blah. any job where you're like isolated and you can't talk to people. Because I need people, man. I read this book recently called Thinking Fast and Slow. And he, he, Daniel Kahneman, the author, Nobel Prize winning um, psychologist, behavioral economics guy, found a ton of interesting things. But he, at one point, is talking about happiness and like, what is happiness? What is happiness? Is happiness getting what you want? Is happiness doing what you want to do? Is happiness a lack of stress? He says happiness is spending time with people who you love and that love you. And I think that's a pretty good definition. Because then it's not exclusionary. Everybody has access to that. I hope. Most people. I think most people have someone in their life that maybe not loves them but cares about them. Care is love. Shrek is love. <laughs> but yeah. I think the, the happiest times in my life are when I'm... Maybe that's why I'm just a relatively happy person because I have people who care about me and who I care about in my life. Oh, Getting sentimental. So sentimental! Yeah. I've never been diagnosed with any kind of mental illness. Hello. Hello! <laughs> Who's that? It's Gorov. What is Gorov? He's sort of... Like my roommate. Oh, you see what I did there? <laughs> no, I'm not. Because I was standing in line and my asshole told me that I didn't need to go to school. It's true. Happiness. Oh, well, yeah. I was going on a good note there. I was talking about, you know, sentimental things. Can't remember now, but that's okay. Happiness is probably a combination of everything I just sort of talked about. Well, money buys you happiness to an extent, right? Money allows you to not worry. It removes a certain degree of stress. As in food, shelter, um... The, those are kind of the big ones. Food and shelter. Like comfort. 
and not scrounging to survive. That threat, that like stress response of, you know, financial worry, which isn't very fun. But once you get off to host that, and you can cover all your needs, and you can go out to dinner, and maybe you have a car, or like whatever, then sets in the existential wonderings, meanderings. That's why all the rich people are sad. Because they have money, but they don't have anyone to share it with. Well, most rich people are probably happy. Most. Right? I feel like there's probably less sad rich people than there are sad poor people. If I had to guess. I don't know. I don't know. When I was traveling, I met, I mean, I met. I saw, I acquaintanced people that were objectively very poor, but they had family around them constantly, and they had a job, or they had something they did that gave them value, and they obviously wanted, like, the Western kind of, like, you know, flash, but honestly, I think a lot, like, those people weren't on, like, antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication or whatever, antipsychotics. They are just happy. They were content. So maybe there's something there, you know? I feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now. But I'm always looking around the corner of danger, of chaos. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Like, I'm trying to, my best to enjoy the ride, and I, I'm doing a good job of it, but naturally, I think you have to be, like, paranoid, maybe? A little bit paranoid. You know? Or, like, maybe not paranoid is the right word, but, like, realistic. Shit. Shit's gonna go wrong. I don't know. Not that I'm, like... Always thinking about it, but like definitely crossed my mind like once a day. Like, damn, shit's been going good for a while. I mean, relatively, we are in a pandemic and like, but like chaos touching my life directly. I don't know. They say the the, the trick to being to getting old is like reducing your reacti- reactivity to stress. So, like, any kind of big stressor in your life, you just kind of let it roll off you. Like water off a duck's back. Um, resilience, I guess. And I feel like I'm building resilience and have been building resilience. But life definitely has its way of knocking you in the teeth. When you last, when you least expect it, it's like when you're like reaching, you're like climbing a ladder, and then you get to the top of the ladder, but you need someone's hand to reach to like get up the ladder, and then you look reach for someone's hand, but instead of a hand, you just get like knocked in the teeth. That's kind of life sometimes. 
Ooh, baby, baby, I'm a wild child. Yeah, I've never been diagnosed with any mental illness. Um, nor do I believe that I should have been. But, my brain's weird sometimes. I think everyone's brain's fucking weird. Can't control, like, you know. Imagine, like, we've all had odd intrusive thoughts about anything. Whether it's like, oh, I should take off all my clothes and, like, run in the road right now. Or I should, like, you know, flash that person. Or I should, like, do a handstand and, I don't know, signal. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what I mean. Your brain does weird shit. And I think if you can kind of harness that part of it, there's creativity there. There's like a spark of create creativity. But you got to harness that. You got to fucking pull it up and harness it. <laughs> and ride it like a wave. Ride it like a wave, man. Like fucking, like strut it, you know? Fucking send that fucking lip and fucking. Yeah. Oh. I read. I've been rereading. The man who mistook his wife for a hat. And there's a great quote I read in the chapter this morning. This is from a chapter called A Matter of Identity. So Mr. Thompson is the topic of this chapter. He's someone who cannot form new memories, but also really doesn't have a past. Like There's difference between someone who can only remember up until they were like 18, right? And then they think that it's still like 1970 and, you know, whoever. Nixon's the president and whatever the fuck. Um, and so they try to fit everything that's happening now into that narrative. But this guy has no narrative. He's, like, constantly lost. He's lost and he's trying to build this narrative for himself. So... He says, Mr. Patient, Mr. Patient, Mr. Thompson is a patient with Korsakoff syndrome. That means no ability to create memories. He continually creates a world and a self to replace what was continually being forgotten and lost. The world keeps disappearing, losing meaning, vanishing, and he must seek meaning, make meaning in a desperate way, throwing bridges of meaning over abysses of meaninglessness, the chaos that yawns continually beneath him it's crazy like makes me think like we're obviously such narrative beings it's like like always being in the middle of a story or something can't quite remember the beginning can't quite remember the end and you're just like madly scrambling to like get shit down on the page it's crazy that you can just go into a brain or do something to a brain, like a stroke, or, you know, a hemorrhage. Fuck with the blood flow, fuck with the electrical activity. Destroy a region through alcohol or drugs, or... And you can literally become a different person. And you can become 
non-functional, or you can become hyper-functional. Random configurations of meat wires, nerves, neurons, neuroglia. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Maybe we're all throwing bridges of meaning over abysses of chaos. Chaos does loom everywhere. And we, like, build a little insulating bubble of meaning. Bridges. Reminds me, that, like, piece piece of writing reminds me of a picture I saw once of it's when you cl- when you climb Everest, not that I've climbed Everest, but when you climb Everest and do other mountaineering stuff, I think there's this part of like Everest where they have these like long ladders basically that they have to like put over massive crevasses, massive crevasses. Um like a bridge and like there's this famous picture I've seen of people crossing that bridge is like ladder and like certain death is to your left and certain death is to your right and it's just literally like this abyss below you of nothingness of black and cold and ice kind of like human humans are like wow that's a good allegory for like earth you know like i believe that aliens exist but like you know if you looked at earth earth's like the guy on the ladder and the universe is like the abyss, so vast. No, no good probability of like us meeting another species, alien species. I don't think. Maybe people prove me wrong, but as far as we know, right? <laughs> Not that we've been looking for very long. That'd be funny if tomorrow the fucking aliens land. I don't think they would come right now. Actually, I think they would. Uh, I think they would wait until we kind of deal, dealt with the pandemic. Or maybe they come down there like, fix the pandemic. I don't know how. I don't know how they do it. They just have to, it's like, you're idiots. You just have to stay inside. They're like, we know. <laughs> We've been trying to tell people that. Yeah, but it's not that easy, is it? <laughs> it's hard. Life's hard. What's the first thing you would show an alien if he came down to Earth? Like, but you're not, you're just you. Like, you don't have access to, like, you just have access to whatever you have access to. Bus, or a car, or just walking around. Like, what do you, what would you show them first? I think I would show them, I mean, they already know, like, technology, right? I don't think they'd be that interested in, like, phones or computer or anything. Maybe, like, an art show, or, like, something like that a museum and then they'd be like this is fucking boring like i know um maybe just like walk around with them downtown smoke a joint look at the mountains go to stanley park maybe catch a show if they're playing yeah. eat some ice ice cream i like they would dig ice cream Like, cause, like, what are you, what are you really gonna be? Like, you're not gonna like fucking. This is how this is how we made atomic bombs or whatever. Like, you're not gonna do that. 
I could just show them a bunch of exercises. <laughs> you ever done squats before? Um. <laughs> I don't know. Alright, well, um, this was fun. And I don't know if there's anything salvageable in here, but I think we'll find it if there is. I hope I'm recording. Bye. <gasps> I'm not recording. I wasn't recording the video that entire time. <laughs> it's okay. The audio was on. So. No answers. See these questions I got on my mind. I'm asking them all the time. Time like traveling through the universe. I'm scrambling these black holes. How does time flow? If I dropped in one, where would I go when I come out? A hundred years old. Big question, no answers though. What happens when we dream? 